Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, let's go with a Wednesday, January 26th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. A new franchise mark has been set, and a new mark in the NHL has been set. Uh, one for the Flyers and one for Keith Yandel. Uh, let's start with the Flyers. Uh, they've lost their 13th straight game, most ever in franchise history. And it comes at uh, as a 4-3 loss against the New York Islanders, who beat the Flyers three times in nine days. Coming into the game, Isles were 7-2-1 in their last 10. They're a team that has struggled to score all season long. Matter of fact, they came into this game averaging less goals for games played than the Flyers. They were 28th in the NHL, Flyers 26th in the NHL. Uh, but all said and done, 28th, 26th ranked scoring teams in the NHL, seven total goals, but it's the Islanders, but it's the Islanders who get the four and the Flyers who get the three. Now the game started off much different than a lot of the 12 previous games in this winless skid, as the Flyers not only took a one-nothing lead 57 seconds into the game when Claude Giroux scored out of the corner to pick up his 15th goal of the season, but then they took a 2-0 lead at 12.48 of the first when Justin Braun picked up his third goal of the season. Both goals, the result of a good forecheck. Flyers get in on it, dump the puck in. F1, in this case, Giroux on the first goal, gets in, wins a board battle, is able to spin it to the net. Bit of a lucky goal and a dead angle that uh, Ilya Sorokin just didn't look like he was really dialed into the game at that point just yet, just 57 seconds in. Not really in the right position. Body turned and Drew hits it off his far leg and it goes into the net. Justin Braun, again, Flyers get in on the forecheck, create some opportunities, and eventually the point shot goes in off Andy Green's foot. James Van Riemsdyk was right there trying to deflect it, and the Flyers go up 2-0. But Noah Dobson picked up his sixth goal of the season at 13:37, less than a minute later after the Flyers took that 2-0 lead. And then in the final couple minutes at 18:15, it was Anders Lee who tied the game at two. Then we headed to the second period, tie game. Matt Barzell gets the only goal of the second period, his eighth on the power play. Uh, just a beautiful play. Nelson to Parise, across the top of the crease to Barzell, who buries it, and the Flyers go into the third period trailing. But they got an answer. In the third period, Jerry Mayhew is able to pick up his second goal of the season. That ties the game just a minute 30 in. And then late in the period, uh, just off a power play opportunity, for the Islanders, Zach Parise was able to get the goal on a rush opportunity, three on two, and beat Martin Jones his third of the season, and it gives the Isles the 4-3 lead in the hockey game. Flyers in the second period outshot 12-4, to and doing the radio broadcast with Brian Smith, talking in between the second and third period, uh, the Flyers looked like a very tired team. And it stands to reason. Um, they played six games in nine days, eight games in 13 days, and that's a lot of hockey. And not only physically tired, but you could almost see that they were mentally tired, yeah, but emotionally tired. And when a team is riding a long, pronounced skid like this, no element of being a hockey player is enjoyable. Going to the rink for practice is not enjoyable. Hanging out with the boys in the room, not enjoyable. It's all harsh reminders that you're riding a losing streak. And until that is remedied, it won't be enjoyable. And it's mentally exhausting. And I think with the eight games in 13 days and the six games in nine days, we saw a not only physically tired team, especially in that second period, 
but we saw an emotionally spent team in that second period. Now, part of that is by their own doing. They haven't won games. So that is part of it. Um, but in the third period, they did come out. They battled. Mayhew gives them that lead. And then they battled hard in that period, ultimately come up short. They find ways to lose games. And that's what's been going on. At the end of the game, Drew gets cross-checked from behind with the goaltender pulled and no penalty called. And I'm not going to harp on that, that there was no call there. A lot of times you don't want the ref making that call in that spot in a one-goal game. And then there was an icing that happened with about six seconds left that wasn't called. And the Flyers players were pissed that they weren't called. There was some emotion there. You feel like when you're losing like that, that you already have so many things against you. You don't need one more thing. Um, but the good news is, is that's a sign that, you know, guys care. They still care. I mean, I think the notion sometimes from, you know, as we watch, we go, oh, the team, they don't care. They quit. They're not winning. But I don't think that's the case. It doesn't give you any standings points for caring. It doesn't matter. Pro sports are about one thing and one thing only, wins and losses. That's how you're measured. But uh, in this situation, it, it was good to see that emotion and guys angry about it. Because, you know, losing 13 straight games in a franchise record, something none of these guys have wanted to be a part of. And when does it end? Well, they got a nice little break uh, for a couple of days here before they take on the Los Angeles Kings on Saturday at Wells Fargo Center. And they got a few days to chew on it. And you would have loved to, they would have loved to go into this break, awaiting that game on Saturday against the Kings, having the streak over and a new narrative shifting, but that's not the case. And coming up today, uh, Flyers general manager Chuck Fletcher is going to address the media. And it's going to be a pretty impactful, I think, uh, press availability from Chuck Fletcher. Again, I don't think that the fans are going to be satisfied with a lot of his responses. And Chuck's going to join us here for a one-on-one on Flyers Daily that you'll hear coming up on tomorrow's episode. But um, it should be we should see get some revelations out of it, and I'm certain that we're going to see a frustrated general manager there uh, with how things have gone this season. Unprecedented uh, franchise altering in a lot of ways, and we'll see what it all leads to. But uh, this Flyers team right now uh, still just can't not cannot find a way to win a game and. Their next opportunity won't be until Saturday. So they've got a few days to think about it. Now, with a couple of days off, a couple extra days off, uh, and you know, playing the six games in nine days and the eight games in 13 days, uh, Mike Yo, after the game last night, spoke about his players and how they should handle this little break. A good opportunity here this week, um, you know, to, uh, to number one regroup, take a deep breath here, and uh, obviously clear your heads. Um, also get some rest. Uh, this is, I think, eight games in 13 days or something like that. So this has been a tough stretch emotionally. It's been a tough, uh, tough stretch physically. Uh, but there's some things that we have to work on. Uh, there's some things that you can work on and show in video. Uh, but once you get on the ice, it's a different story. There's Mike Yo talking about the players and you know how they have to kind of regroup this week. And, and I was really glad to hear him say that uh, they got to rest up not only physically, but emotionally. Um, that's a coach who's in tune with the situation, and I'm sure he can read it all over his players' faces, that they are emotionally spent. No player wants to answer any more questions about the losing streak, and it's understandable. But until it ends, you're going to have to. And this next couple of days maybe provides them a little bit of an opportunity 
to regroup, not only physically, mentally, but maybe most importantly, emotionally. When you run out of emotional, your emotional tank in sport is empty. Um, it's really hard to manufacture energy and desire and all that stuff. Uh, Flyers somehow in that third period battled back against the Islanders last night on an empty emotional tank. Uh, but when the result turned out to be the same and a 13th straight loss, that's even more disheartening for the group, especially when they got that game tied in the third period and when they started it with a 2 nothing lead uh, midway basically through the first period. So they'll get back after it coming up on Saturday when they take on the Los Angeles Kings. Now, I want to tackle a couple of tweets that I got. I didn't solicit uh, for any tweets, um, but I want to start with this one from John Garber7 that tweeted, and he said, um, hey, I'm watching the Islanders-Flyers game tonight. Does it seem that people are trying to do too much and not playing their position? You know, I haven't really seen that, John. I haven't seen players trying to do other players' jobs a whole heck of a lot. They got caught deep on the what turned out to be the game-winning goal, the Parisi goal, as two players went in basically on the penalty kill on a scoring opportunity. But you got to take that opportunity. It ended up in the back of their net in a three-on-two the other way. Uh, but you got to take that opportunity when you get it. And they had it was a decent rush chance for them. But I'm not really seeing players in structure like we did, especially like we did last year. I felt like structure was way out the window last year. and Guys were going too many players to the puck and not maintaining their structure. We've seen it a little bit this year, and we saw it just a couple games ago, as a matter of fact, against Columbus when Patrick Laine scored that goal. He got into an area in the middle of the ice, and all five flyers were on one side of the on, on side of the ice as there was a board battle uh, with Jake Voracek and I can't remember the other Columbus Blue Jacket player. But for the most part, the structure breaking down hasn't and positionally hasn't been the issue. I think part of the issue is, you know, a team that is missing a lot of talent, key talent. They're basically missing four centers. Um, they're missing a top pairing defenseman. So they're behind it from that point of view. And a team that has this self-fulfilling prophecy, not by choice, of finding ways to lose games and not be able to respond to adversity. So I, I've not seen a whole lot of that, you know, a player trying to do another player's job, because I've always said this, when that happens, now I got two guys not doing their job. You got to go out, do your job, bring to the table what you're supposed to bring to the table, what elements you bring to the table as a player for the betterment of the team. And when you try and bring elements that somebody else is supposed to bring to the table because you feel like they're not bringing it, now that takes away from what you need to bring to the team. Um, the other question I wanted to get to was from Andrew Jacobson. He tweeted me and said, at Jason Mert, is 79 injured? Now, 79 is obviously Carter Hart. And he said, why didn't he get the start tonight with three days off coming up? Not saying this one, the loss, was on Martin Jones in any way, but we need to put the best players that we can on the ice. And I was really taken back by that. First of all, Andrew, people or goaltenders in the NHL very rarely play in back-to-back -back games in the regular season. The, the numbers dictate that it's not advantageous uh, to do so, that you get a better performance most times out of your backup goaltender. Uh, because and it, and it depends on what happened the night before. And it's not about shots. It's about exertion levels. And Carter played the night before and had high exertion levels. And we also know through sports science that uh, fatigued players or players that have had heavy exertion the day prior are more susceptible 
for injuries to take place. And a goalie doesn't leave the ice. The players, you know, you know, Provorov played 28 minutes last night, but most players play anywhere between 16 and 20 minutes in a game. But the goaltender, you know, it just doesn't play back-to-back games. And as far as, you know, when I look at the situation, are they in a, you know, do-or-die situation to get two points in the standings? I know you want to end the losing skid, but to not play your backup in this situation and the notion of we need to put the best players on the ice that we can because there's three days off coming, to me, is incredibly short-sighted. I can't think of a reason why Carter Hart should have played that game. And yeah, the three days off coming up are great, but the team just played eight games in 13 days. They've played six games in their last nine days. Carter Hart has played five games in the last eight days because he spelled Martin Jones for two periods and change in the Columbus game. So, no, it made no sense to start Carter Hart in this game. Start your backup. You got to get quality minutes from your backup, and your backup needs to play so that he can stay sharp. You can't just have a backup just sit there, and then when you put him in every 21 or 30 days, expect to get anything good out of him. Can't do that. Can't simulate game in practice for a goaltender. All right, that's going to put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily. Chuck Fletcher will speak today. We'll have him as our guest tomorrow. Everybody have a great Wednesday, and we'll talk to you on tomorrow's Flyers Daily. Self-care.